Welcome to Equip, a special edition of the Teen Pact podcast brought to you by the Teen Pact Alumni Network. Here, we provide tools and resources to help you navigate your career, grow in your faith, and equip you to glorify God through your talents and passions. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome to another edition of Equipped, a monthly podcast presented by the Teen Pact Alumni Network. Our mission is to inspire and empower you in the realms of leadership, spiritual growth, and career development. I'm Carlin Sullivan. I'll be your host for today, and I'm super excited for the opportunity to engage with our special guest, none other known well by Team Pack Nation, Mr. Cal Callen. Cal, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're so excited to hear from you today. So before we get started in our topic today, I'd love to hear a little bit about your connection with Team Pack. Can you share that with us? Sure. Uh, my oldest son, who's our number two child, uh, started Team Pack back, we think, in about 1998. Um, he came home and I was just amazed. I, I said, you know, like most homeschool dads, I interrogated him and I <laughs> asked him, uh, what did you learn? And I was expecting him to tell me how a bill became a law and uh, things about the Capitol. He said, um, I really need to spend more times uh, inputting into my younger siblings. And I thought, I don't know what this team pack thing is, but give me more of that. <laughs> so uh, we got, we got involved. He, he ended up staffing. All of our 10 children have gone through it. Uh, some of them are involved with um, uh, civics. Now some of us are, uh, some of them are involved with politics and policy. Uh, some of them are just better, uh, citizens doing what they were doing, bankers and and um, housewives and all those kind of things. Um, we became we were asked to be the state co for Mississippi, and we did that. We think between twelve and fifteen years, it all re- runs together now. Uh, we've been out of that for about five years, and I've been a, a class director part of that time when I was state co, and now and really about fifteen to twenty years. Um, where I go around to different states. And uh, so we're, we're kind of uh, full of Team Pack. That's great. Do y'all have any grandchildren in the program yet? We've had one grandson go to the, four day, go to the one day class. Oh. Uh, but our, our grandchildren are mostly younger than that right now. Okay. So many years ahead of you. So you'll have to be a class director right. for another 20 years, I guess, then, huh? Well, <laughs> we have 19 grandchildren so far. And we're still counting. Okay. As one of my clients said, I have I have four children that aren't in production yet. <laughs> All right. Speaking of production, that's a great segue. Tell us what you do when you're not a class director. I hear that term a lot in my house, production. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a financial consultant, which is a fancy word. They used to call me a stockbroker. They used to call me a, a, a financial advisor. I, I basically sit down with families and we talk about their goals and objectives with their money. And then we put a plan together and then I, I buy whatever, whether it's stocks or bonds or mutual funds or annuities, um, all of those different things to meet their goals. And I've been doing it about 40 years. Um, started with the bank way back in the, when we were living in those caves, those olden days. And, um, I, uh, started out putting together bond deals and then, uh, um, ended up uh, managing money for individuals, which is what I do now, what I love to do. 
That's great. If you ever served on a class with Mr. Callan, you'll know that you'll see him in the back of the room with his computer up doing trading, trading on the stock market, you know, in between his sessions that he has to speak with, which is wonderful that your job allows you that freedom uh, for you and for Team Pack. So we're going to have two um, you as a guest for two different podcasts, which is wonderful. Um, today, we're going to talk more about the biblical worldview of money. And you had shared with us recently that you had taught a Sunday school class at your church and with your financial background, that's where we thought you'd just be a wonderful guest. And then we're going to follow up with another, another podcast, excuse me, for more practical tools regarding saving, investing, investing and budgeting. Um, but as we get started, Cal, we know that, you know, money is just such a huge part of our society. It's what there's much talk and emotion around it. It certainly is a necessary commodity or necessary evil in some aspects, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on why, talking about money is even important and whether it, it as an object, is it good or evil? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's really not important what I think or what you think or what culture thinks. It's important to find out what God says. And he says a lot about money in the Bible. Uh, in fact, he, it's, dispos- it's disproportional how much uh time he spends about money in the scriptures. He he talks about money about twice as much as he talks about faith and prayer put together. Um, and I think the reason for that is that the Bible really teaches that uh, money and possessions are tied directly to our heart. Uh, you know, in Matthew, um, uh, let's see, Matthew 6, 21 says, for where the treasure is, there your heart will be also. And, and that that's the key to understanding uh, uh, this ish, issue of money in our culture. Um, he also says things, you ask whether it's good or bad. Um, he's, he's not neutral on that. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually describes the kingdom of God. This is in Matthew 13. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid again. And then it says, from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has so that he can buy that field. Well, he's saying the kingdom of God is is a great thing, and he's he's using money or actually treasure as a metaphor for you know this good thing, and uh, so it's it's not a bad thing. Um, he does tell us not to store up treasures here, but we're supposed to store up treasures there in heaven. So. Um, I just think it's important that we study the scriptures. And when we do, we find out that money is, uh, God talks about money a lot different than our culture talks about money. Mm-hmm. What is your take on storing up treasures here versus in heaven? What, is, what do you think that means practically? Well, I, I think it's more where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not it's not saying, okay, we need to give uh, most of our money away or, or to the church, although if that's what God calls you to do, that's great. Um, what he's saying is we need to spend our time about heavenly things. What are we doing? Um, I'm doing that right now. I'm working with Team Pack. That is part of storing up treasures. Um, I'm talking to young people. I'm mentoring leaders, but we're all doing it from a biblical point of view. Uh, so part of that is your time. I think it part of it is your your treasure, what, where are you giving? Um, I also think if if you're not in into missions and you want to be and you say, you know, I just I know I'm supposed to be excited about missions in the world, but I really don't. I'm not excited about that. 
uh, put some money there. Get, start giving to a missionary and you'll find your heart follows your money. And all of a sudden you're interested. Um, I gave to a young lady who was going to um, the Sudan. I didn't know anything about the Sudan, but I knew the lady that was going. And I knew her parents and I, and I love this young lady. And she went to the Sudan. Well, now every time I hear the Sudan in the news, I think, oh, that's where Heather is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my heart is now in Sudan. A piece of it is. And so I, I think as we look at our time and our energy and our gifts that God has given us and our money, we want to ask the question, are, is it all about me? Uh, if it's all about me, my heart is wrong. So I, I want to be working with, OK, what am I doing for the kingdom? Uh, how am I using my gifts? How am I using my time, my energy? And as you get older, talking about your energy becomes a big deal because you have less and less of it. Um, I don't know if that did that answer your question, Carlin? No, that that's great. You talk about the gifts that we have, and a lot of times people um, will interpret that as a financial gift, but certainly the gift of time and of service is is a command of scripture as well. Well, I'm I'm also talking about our spiritual gifts. Yep. You know, uh, I I have a uh, one of my gifts is exhortation, so I do that. Uh, you know, I'm encouraging people. We're trying to find ways for me to use that gift to encourage people. I do that through my teaching, but I also do that with one-on-one mentoring at Team Pack, and then also just in our church. We have people that are hurting right now, and they come through our house a good bit, and we just want to be available and open. And I want to use that gift to encourage, and in any way that God wants to use that. Uh, so part part of using, you know, thinking heavenward rather than down here is is also going you know going to your your lord going to our lord mm-hmm. and saying how you know what are my gifts and how can i use them give me an opportunities uh, he will he will flat give you opportunities right so we're certainly called to do both not just serve and not give financially of, of our tithes and offerings but to also not to just write a check and then serve ourselves by, you know, entertainment and things like that. So it's a balance, but you're right. That's something very personal, something that people have to work out, work out with the Lord. I know in our next podcast, we're going to talk about the, get into the, the particulars of budgeting, but would love to kind of broach the subject just at a, on a, a bird's eye view, more of a broader view. So as scripture, as Christian scripture tells us that we are to, to grow in faith and also walk in faith, yet we're also called to be responsible for our resources. So there's, can sometimes be just a little bit of a rub. So what is what pre, what do you think it looks like for a Christian to both value the principles of budgeting um, and that fine line of also walking in faith, trusting that he will provide? Yeah, I uh, the, it's it sounds like it's a contra, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? What's the word? Um, it sounds like a contradiction mm-hmm. because he tells us to walk by faith. He also says uh, in several places in the scripture, he talks about, well, he talks about going to the ant. And and why do we go to the ant? We watch the ant because the ant in the winter is storing up, uh, in the in the summer is storing up for in the winter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also talks in Matthew about the man who's a fool, who who builds a house but doesn't, doesn't think about the cost, so it never gets finished. Uh, so in both of those passages, you're you're seeing that God is telling us we've got a plan, 
And, uh, and so in a lot of young people right now, you, you're, you're in high school, you're planning for college. If you're in college, you're planning for a job. If you're not going to college, you're planning for a job and you're, you're thinking, well, I've got, a, got an entry level job, and, but I'm planning for down the road when I'm going to have a family and I need to buy a house. And so you're always planning for those things, but your power comes by walking in the spirit. And part of what you do is you say, I'm, I'm planning, but I'm holding those plans very gently with open hands because God's going to, I want to do whatever God wants me to do. And so I'm going to plan, you know, one time in my life, I left banking and went into Christian music. I was uh, promoting and managing contemporary Christian music. Uh, This was back in the early eighties. Christian artists made very little. I made 10% of very little. Uh, so it lasted for about two years. We took out a loan. We, I went back to work in finance, but it was a, a glorious, I don't think that was uh, 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 a wrong thing to do. I, it wasn't in my plans, but I thought God was calling me to that. Now I'm, I, I'm, I'm real sure he was calling me to that, but only for two years because he, uh, during that time period, I learned I was around, uh, uh, I found out what a godly church was like. I found out what uh, elders were supposed to be like. What I found out what uh, discipleship was like. I found out what even a practical thing. If I've never, I had never seen children being disciplined by their parents. My father died when I was real young, and I I didn't know how to be a dad. Well, I watched all these people. It was like three years of boot camp, um, and and that's what God took me to. And it seemed like a detour when it all came to an end. But now I look back and say, man, that's how I, that's what God took me there to learn all those things. So I'd be much better at finance uh, when I work with people. So um, you want to plan, you want to hold them very gently in your hands because God may change that. Um, But you want to, you also want to walk by the spirit. And that's why you want to make sure uh, you're tied into the scripture daily and you're praying. You know, so many people read the scripture a little bit every day, and I'm not going to tell you how much you need to read, uh, but let's, you need to read a little bit and, but don't forget the part about prayer. That's when you talk to God. That's when you bear your soul and, uh, and he, uh, he will give you your directions. Uh, he's never talked to me audibly. Uh, he certainly, I'm not going to limit him to that. He could do that if he wanted to do it. Um, but he does give my heart, uh, direction. This is what I need to do. He get he brings, I start praying for someone and all of a sudden he will bring to my mind how I can use my gift of exhortation to that person. Mm-hmm. So you know, you want to spend that time in prayer as much as in the scripture, um, I, I went all over the place with that question, didn't yeah, I? That was great. That was great <laughs> advice. Well, that, that prompted me to think of something else. In your field of work, I'm sure you come up a lot with uh, people having concerns of having enough in retirement. I hear that uh, my husband shares that with me, that there's a, a concern of, will I have enough if I retire? And how much can I spend each month? And that fear of having enough money as Christians and I'm, I'm guessing it has a lot to do with the budgeting process as well, like we'll talk about later. But how do we fight against that fear of having enough money and what is enough money? And, and that's that's a very personal question. Depends on what people feel led to give. But do you see that with your clients, the fear of that money can have? 
Oh, absolutely. The, the number one thing people want from me is they want to be assured that they will never outlive their money. Um, and that's, that's, it would be much easier if they tell me when they were going to die, which <laughs> nobody knows, because uh, we can plan for that. So we're, we're planning for this nebulous. We don't know what time in the future they're going to pass away. Um, and so, yeah, that's a big fear. Uh, you know, when I'm dealing with Christians, I always we always talk about he did not save us to be fearful. Um, he saved us so that we can cling to him when we're fearful. We know we need to spend time with him and, and, and say, Lord, I'm fearful. If I'm fearful, there's something wrong. So now I need to know. But Again, you want to plan for that. And, and, and we, I know we're going to talk about budgeting next time, but budgeting is basically taking what God has given you as a salary, which, uh, whatever you're getting as far as the money that's coming in on a regular basis and saying, OK, where's that money going to go? And I'm going to put some here, some there, some there. If we don't budget, what happens is it doesn't go to the priorities and uh, it'll just go wherever you feel at the moment. And then you get to the end of the month, and you say, you know, I didn't even pay my bills. Um, so, you, so you want to plan for that. Um, you also want to plan early putting money away for retirement. Um, however, uh, and that's the, the world will tell you, yes, you're young. If you put a little bit now, you'll have a lot later. And that is absolutely true. What they don't tell you is you've only got X amount of dollars. that God, And if you believe that God is in charge, and if you believe that he works all things for your good, like the Bible says, if you're one of his children, then the amount of money you have is the amount of money ordained by God to come into your coffers. <laughs> and so that's the amount of money you have to work with. And we know there are a few things we've got to do with priorities is tithing. We're going to talk about that. And, it, and we'll talk about what the Bible says and what the Bible doesn't say. Um, we got to pay our taxes. That's the Bible also says that. We also, if we're in debt, we got to pay the, de the 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 folks that we're in debt to, uh, and then we got to take care of our family. The Bible says if we don't take care of our family, we're not as good. At, we're no better than an infidel. Um, infidel being someone that's not a Christian, and that's kind of the worst thing they say about us if we don't do things. Um, so when you were when we're t we take care of those priorities, and then we take care of family things that we need. We know we've got to take care of, you know, clothing and a shelter and food and gas and all that good stuff. So sometimes there's not there's not some left for long-term family planning. And sometimes that's retirement. But if we're not putting stuff into retirement, then we have to trust God is going to take care of retirement down the road. And I've watched it over and over and over with people who were in, they had made some bad decisions. They had to pay off debt. They said, How, what do we do about retirement? And there are other things that go like that. What do we do about this? What do we do about that? Mm -hmm. Well, first we do what God has commanded us to do. And when we get through of all that, and if hopefully your salary or how much you're making is getting bigger, all of a sudden, now we have to put it in. Been a lot easier if we had enough from the very beginning. But God is a faithful God, and he will even take care of that. He will take care of the years that the locusts ate up. Now, when you when you hear that Bible verse about the locusts ate, eaten up, mm -hmm. remember, God sent the locusts to eat up. It was a judgment. But then he came back to him and said, you know, I love you, you people so much. I'm going to make up for those years. Not, not I'm going to put you on your feet again, 
but I'm actually going to give you what you would have had in the years of the locusts. So retirement is not out of God's hands. He can handle that. Um, and he will. That's, that's the faithful God that we have, which is glorious. Amen. That's wonderful. Well, we are excited to hear your thoughts on um, taxes and budgeting and all those things that none of us really want to think about, but that are necessary. Um, and it, it, in addition to financial planning and things like that. So we, we appreciate your insight and your encouragement and even love the way you just tie all this back to the Lord, because truly it, it is all his and everything we have is a gift from him. So I appreciate Amen. Yeah, I appreciate you being here, Cal. Thank you so much for what you do for Team Pact in particular and to, to continue to share your gifts with us. We are grateful. Oh, thank you. 